Hey, Sam. Hey, Teresa. What's up? Not much. I just got back from a great week in Cleveland where I got to watch the Bucks win the NBA Finals. So it's been a fantastic day. How about you? Wait, did you watch them live? Yep. I, not in person, but I watched oh. them with like a group of people. It was a good time. Very odd way they spend the finals because it was like a bunch of people I'd never met before, but <laughs> we all celebrated together. That honestly sounds kind of fun. I was going to say that Cleveland, no offense, would not be my ideal destination, but. Yeah, I, I love it. It's like the weather has been great every time we've been there. <laughs> so we've just been chilling outside and um, not much else. Well, I've just been in New York because I'm here only for another week and a half, which is probably a good thing because my wallet can rest. But I don't know. It's just crazy that it's going to be August and we're approaching Leo season. So everybody beware. Let's go. Two Leos on this podcast. So, you oh, know, yeah. the vibe. You know oh, my the God. Vibe. I forgot. LOL. <laughs> forgot they were these. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> We are excited for today's episode because today we will be interviewing Sylvie Weber over a cup of espresso. Great, let's get into it. So today we chose to do an espresso drink because it's actually crazy we haven't done espresso before um but I think that it's just not really like a common choice for me if I'm going to a coffee shop um if I'm going to a coffee shop I'll usually order just black coffee with cream but I do really like espresso I just feel like it just wasn't like a thing for me to like order so I'm not used to ordering it But if I do have an espresso, usually it's like an Americano because I want to save money and have like an in-between between like iced coffee and like a latte. Yeah, I mean, I have to say like the first time that I saw espresso, I was just very confused Um, (laughs) because I feel like as an American, it just like I feel like big sizes just make more sense to me when it comes to coffee. Um, but I feel like Express is the perfect for me, like summer drink, because it's like you get the coffee, but it's not as much like I love a big coffee to warm me up. I feel like espresso is the perfect to like have a little sip of and like vibe. Yeah, actually, I never thought of that before. I mean, it's like a shot, you know, <laughs> one and done. <laughs> the point of coffee for me, like a big thing of coffee is to like kind of warm you up to like be with you for a long time which is like great in the fall and winter but during the summer like a shot of coffee is perfect yeah I feel like for me coffee is like a thing too like I need to be sipping on it for at least an hour you know so that's why also like I am really bad at just like taking small quantities of things fast or quickly um I prefer to take my time (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah anyways moving on to today's interview um it's actually kind of perfect because we are interviewing 
um, German Dominican film director Sylvie Weber. She is amazing. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen her work, but it ranges from like shorter films to more editorial things with brands. She's worked with Depop. She's done fashion shorts. She's done promotional videos. She's also done photo shoots. And just her color palette is something I was really drawn to as well as just the concise way that she's able to like tell a story. Um, and yeah, she's just like such an awesome person. I'm so excited to be talking to her. Yeah, and um, if you're looking for a place to start, her recent really released fashion short, The Art of Value is kind of what got me into her work. It's really, really, really just like different than you would normally see, um, really creative, um, and really just like makes you think about how we traditionally see film. But in addition to that, she does a lot of really cool work with music videos and then has some really cool photography as well. So definitely check out her work. Yeah. And with that, should we call her up right now? Great. Yeah. Let's call her up. Hi, how are you? Good. Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for taking the time. Our first question was just like, how did you get started with um, film or art in general? Yeah, um, I think I didn't go the traditional uh, way. I didn't study film per se. I, I studied um, theater, film and media, but more the, um, yeah, everything like behind the cameras um, and more like film theories and just watching a lot of films and talking about the films and all that stuff, more the theoretical side. And then um, I worked on a couple of productions. I hated film productions um, when I started. Um, and actually, I didn't really plan working in film. I feel like it came to me at some point, at the right point when I was ready. So I started. Um, I studied in Vienna um, and moved to Berlin right after my studies, and didn't really know where it goes. Like because I have a philosophical studies, and I don't know what to do with it. So um, I started working as a videographer. Um, that was the time when everyone was like running around with their DSLR cameras and um, yeah, they could shoot HD and, you know, so I was kind of a one woman crew and producing uh, videos for a media company. Um, yeah, and I was capturing a lot of artists and doing like profiles about creative people and um, working with some brands. And then at some point, you know how it is, it gets overwhelming and a bit too much work to do it all in one person. So um, I decided I just wanted to focus on directing and um, the way there was a bit rocky, but slowly but surely I made it to just only focusing on that. Yeah. And what did you hate about those early film productions and how is it different now? 
Um, I think it was like back then, you know, I think Vienna or especially Austrian film productions are a bit more conservative as well. So I was told that in order to become a director, I have to go through all these stages and it would take me like a million years to get there and to be surrounded by mostly male crews was not really motivating or yeah I didn't really see many role models back then so it was hard to imagine that I could actually become a director and um, I think nowadays it has changed a little bit because we talk about it much more we talk about like all the difficulties in the business as well and um, but back then I felt like I didn't really know who to talk to and I felt I was a bit more shy you know and like approaching people and asking them how to become a director is not really like <laughs> a question I felt comfortable with so um, it was a bit confusing to understand the business you know and when you go on a film set it can be really intimidating as well um, so yeah but I think it has changed a bit now and yeah, and I guess like throughout your journey when you were like in those periods of like being unsure and like not really like seeing a lot of people who look like you on set, like what about your art and your film did you think that you were bringing to the table or like what's something that you thought was like unique about the way that you approach film and like gave you confidence to continue um, on this path to like being a director? I think I didn't really have this certain type of confidence at the beginning um, because you need to find your style and your way of expression first and you need to tap into different genres, into different ideas. And it's really abstract the idea of creating a film, you know, at some, like at the beginning, you're, you have a blank sheet. You don't know where to start. You have an idea in mind, but you don't know how to actually bring it to life. So, I have to say I didn't really have the confidence and I'm still like sometimes questioning things but I think that's also something that brings me forward or that makes me a bit uh, more sensitive towards uh, things and um, yeah not taking everything for granted and also like just exploring these insecurities can be a strength I feel so I wouldn't I, I I wouldn't say I was confident in like, I have to bring this to the table. I thought like, oh my God, how can I become a director? I don't, I don't even know what it means, you know, like how to start and how to get there. Yeah, and something that I noticed about your work and that I really loved um, in both your photography and your film work is your use of lighting. And I was wondering, I think you do a really amazing job of like illuminating subjects in such unique ways. I remember you have this one photo where there's um, like light coming in on a man's eye and you can kind of see the rainbow around it. How do you think of lighting? Um, and is that something that you actively think about in all of your work? Um, I do think about lighting and shots in general. And um, I think I'm also a very visual person. So I have usually a a really precise idea how I want to frame and um, move through 
the frames as well and through uh, each shot. And in terms of lighting, I made I make mood boards. I, you know, coll constantly collect images, but I also work with great crews that like on film sets where, um, yeah, you have a great lighting department and you have a great camera department. So it's really teamwork. And um, the initial idea um, starts from, yeah, creating the narrative first and then thinking about the images or sometimes sometimes I also have images in mind and um, you know that, that already tell a story and the lighting and everything comes with it but to bring it actually to life is like yeah great teamwork and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't work you know then there's there's other factors like budget you can like rent so much lighting equipment so you have to work around it but with these things come also creative other creative ideas um, like if you have have to improvise or um, work around certain difficulties and set so when I take pictures sometimes I photograph as well but it's not something I'm really focused on but then it's just really I just like to experiment with lighting and yeah and kind of like going off of that I guess like uh, something I love in your projects is just like your use of color and just like the color palette um just is so coherent throughout like the film um and I was wondering like how do you like think about palette um and color and how does that tie into like the narrative of your work? I think I have a natural color palette, which I feel really strongly about. Like I'm obsessed with all green tones. <laughs> like you can see, I wear a lot of, I have a lot of green clothes for some reason, I don't know. But that's also the kind of color palette I'm, I'm drawn to, um, like earthy tones and green and but also bright colors, because I think the beauty of making films is like, you can really explore the beauty of a place, for example, through colors. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm usually not reducing like colors to a certain um, spectrum or something, but I think it just comes naturally that I feel, ah, okay, this is a nice area where I want to shoot because the colors just match perfectly with the idea or with the person, with the subject. Um, yeah, it's just more like a natural, like a feeling also depending on the project. But I do make, um, when, when I make my shot list and when I do the mood boards and everything, I usually integrate a color palette so people can understand how to light things, for example, or um, yeah, what kind of, how, how each frame is coming together in terms of colors. Something that I really admire about your work um, is that all of it feels very consistent, whether it's kind of working in more documentary film or fashion, um, or um, just like everything that you do feels very consistent. And I'm wondering when you're working on different types of projects, 
do you have the same approach or do you approach working on music videos very differently than working on documentaries or something like that? Um, yeah, thank you for saying that because I was actually, um, I used to think that I don't have this consistency that other directors or photographers ha have, you know, because I, I'm still in the process of exploring genres and and storytelling you know so I can't I don't really do it consciously it's more like an intuitive approach I guess but what I love in general I'm, I feel very drawn to um, like you know the poetry of everyday life in a way and finding poetic moments within the um poetic and ab abstract moments you know the the moments that you don't really talk about but you feel them and bringing them to life i feel i i feel very strongly about that because that's something i always notice when i watch a film and um i love um like all the old italian neorealism um uh yeah films which have this kind of poetic approach to everyday life and um finding these moments is just something i want to explore more so maybe that's part of the consistent approach or something i don't know what what exactly you have noticed because i don't really notice it myself it's kind of a just intuitive approach and also a lot of dreaming actually i'm like mm. i dream very i have vivid dreams sometimes and i write them down so it's sometimes i manage to integrate them in films yeah. <laughs> sometimes not because the client is like what what are you doing here what do you mean but yeah. Actually, so funny that you brought that up because I was about to say what I feel like ties a lot of your work together for me, at least, and why I brought up the consistency is it does feel like a bit dreamlike. So it's kind of funny yeah. to me you brought up the um, the idea of dreams in your work and how they influence you. Yeah, I think, yeah, my parents also always used to tell me like, you know, Sylvie, wake up. What are, what are you, what are you, where are you? Like, I was always in my own world so i'm so i feel so privileged that i found film as a way of expression or that it came to me because i'm not coming from an artistic family or anything and it was a really abstract idea to become a director but it's really the perfect medium to just explore all these dreamscapes and magical places that you can go to in your dreams um yeah, so I feel really lucky to have found or yeah, or that film found me. And I guess like just, you know, working with a camera, how do you emulate that dreamscape through the confines of like a frame or like a lens? And like when you look through a camera, when you're trying to decide on a shot, what I guess are things that you consider or pay attention to? Yeah. Um, I... I think I like a very playful, experimentative approach to camera work. 
and I love to explore different angles and it's usually a communication um, between the um, cinematographer or director of photography and I and we like I have this idea of how to move through space with camera and and how to explore angles or zooms or all these different um, yeah uh, frames um, and then it's a conversation between the cinematographer and I and um, it's just something like from like watching films and being inspired to like just intuitively approaching um, the subject. But it's also sometimes, you know, the best things happen sponta uh, spontaneously. And when it depends, like when working with a subject and re a really sensitive topic, you also need to be aware of like, you know, how close can I go with the camera? Do I make the um, person uncomfortable? That, that also plays into it, I feel. So yeah. it's really intuitively in general, but I have like, I, I, I love to explore different angles and frames. Yeah, um, and I also wanted to talk a bit about how music interacts with a lot of your work because I know like some of what you do is explicitly music video but also like in art of value I, I loved the soundtrack and the way that it interplays so I was wondering how I guess just how you work with music does the music come first and then you build around it or is it always like a process of integrating the two um, what has that been like for you? I think in terms of music, it's a process of integrating both, but I had a really specific idea in the art of value um, because I love exploring like, um, you know, organic instruments and almost, I wanted it to feel almost like a, a modern opera. Um, and so I was working with this amazing composer, Jonas Meyer. Um, and we've been working on the Prophetess together as well. And he really knows what I, what I feel because it's really hard to sometimes express, you know, I want a clarinet here or some, you know, to describe the, the sound. But then I find references sometimes old, sometimes new references and kind of create a playlist of songs that I feel would fit. So the composer gets an idea of where I'm going, but it's usually really emotional. Yeah, music, um, very organic, very kind of, yeah, cinematic music, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and like all those decisions that you make with like music um, and, you know, like your narrative, how does that change? Um, and like, how do you approach working with like clients versus like your personal work um, differently and what things sort of like remain the same? I think I'm always trying to integrate my personal touch into the client work because that's what the client wants. 
but it it is not easy working with clients and it is really like finding a compromise finding like yeah it i think the thing is like 80% of the work you do with the clients is probably not something that you feel the most proud of and many filmmakers say that and the passion projects also take or in my case I take the longest because they're so personal so I really want to take a lot of time in writing and thinking about the idea and make and that yeah kind of I just I don't want to rush through it so yeah I think I mean obviously you have to do money projects which are not 100% your style or your idea but you have to do them to pay to pay the bills and then sometimes you find a compromise maybe it's a nice client project there's not so much budget but it's a good portfolio um, project so it i think it should be either or portfolio or a money project and it's not always easy to navigate through <laughs> these but the thing is also you need a really good team like I wouldn't be able to navigate through all these client spaces without an amazing producer. And yeah, so it's really teamwork. Yeah, and you talk a lot about belonging in your work and what identity means. Um, can you talk about how that influences your work? And do you feel like through your work, you're finding more of that belonging in exploring your own personal identity? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, yeah, the question of belonging has always been part of me. Um, I grew up in a countryside, in a German countryside where I felt at times really alienated because I didn't really fit in. So, the question of belonging was always there. And now, um, you know, film is just such a great way of exploring personal questions and issues. And um, like I was say saying before, the, this kind this poetic realism is really what has always been, I always carried inside of me, like, it, it's not even like such a heavy question, you know, the question of belonging. It's more like, I mean, the, the definition of home within yourself and in places can be so, is so vast and can be explored in so many ways. And I'm just really curious, I think a curious person to exploring what it, what it means belonging for me and for other people. And also through conversations with friends and other people, I realized there's so much, it's so much to explore. And it like, you, the, the older you get, the more people you meet as well that have a similar approach or that tell you similar stories, which I didn't necessarily experience when I was growing up in a village in Germany. So there were so many aha moments during my journey and sometimes I get the opportunity to explore them through film as well. Um, and which I feel really grateful for. And yeah, it's just, just such a, it, I feel it's an endless topic. 
you can explore it in so many ways and it would I think it will accompany myself throughout my whole life probably yeah no that's just crazy that's crazy how you found film so like I guess early and just like also you're good at it like I feel like that's really hard for someone to find something they love and then also be good at it and then also just continuously like feel so excited about it um but um just like talking more about like your recent work um can you tell us a little bit about the project that you said you were working on and also like just like shooting just in general during like COVID and like the pandemic and what that was like yeah well unfortunately I can't talk too much about the project because it hasn't come out yet but it is a a documentary series about um, discrimination and racism in football which is a totally different topic that I I'm usually doing (laughs) but I thought like it's a great way to infiltrate those spaces which are usually um, yeah for the male gaze Uh, so I thought it's maybe it, I should do it, even though I was a bit like skeptical because, yeah, I mean, who invites you to these spaces, right? So it's the same people who like do all the content that we're usually watching on TV. But then at the same time, I think uh, sometimes you need to take an opportunity and make yeah take take up space and so um yeah it's been really interesting actually I didn't think I would love football as a social political topic so much but it's super interesting and I didn't watch the European (laughs) championships but (laughs) um yeah it's been really crazy like what a crazy business wow so many insights and it feels like somewhere between between dealing with the mafia and um like just regular people who are doing this crazy sport and are in the spotlight and yeah really um dedicating their whole life to this short period of time where they have to present excellence and they're constantly judged by the public constantly and that that's so crazy to me so yeah it's hopefully it's coming out soon I don't know when but we will explore different topics um, also gender inequality in football homophobia and yeah that's what I'm working on right now well, we're definitely looking forward to <laughs> the mafia that's going to come out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess like we just have a couple more questions. Um, yeah. First, what do you want people to take away from your work? I think if people take away a feeling, it could be really anything, then I'm happy. Like some feeling of, okay, I can identify with it or I feel something like maybe sadness, maybe happiness, just something, you know, that's, that's already enough. And 
I don't want to educate people. I don't want to, I just want to create a feeling on celluloid. That's it. And yeah, because I mean, I'm a director, but I don't know anything, you know? It's like, I, I want to explore so many things that I still haven't experienced yet, probably. But it's, that's why it's, this job is so amazing. You can do it forever. And um, yeah, if people feel something when they watch a, a film of mine, then that's the goal. Yeah, and I guess our final question is just like, what has been inspiring you lately? Other films, things you see on the street, like anything has been inspiring you lately? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think just in general, going outside again, <laughs> and observing people, hearing them talk, and just the little things in everyday life really inspire me. And sometimes I write them down. I have a notebook with me. And then it could be a scene for the next film. And, but right now I'm like, it's so many things. Um, I really want to go to the Dominican Republic soon. That's the heritage of my mother. And there's so many, you know, issues and so much so many political movements happening right now which i really want to explore and i want to research a little bit on that and um yeah i really love the idea of making something like a cinematic opera something that blends in the two uh me mediums um yeah so something really abstract i want to do something really abstract which is like a crazy vivid dream and i'm just finding the little details now and writing down my dreams and especially during covid i had i don't know many people said that but i had the craziest dreams and i <laughs> i was i was like sometimes laugh laughing within my sleep and waking up from my own laughter because they were so funny and I just wrote them down after and then I found this crazy community of people that shared their dreams during COVID because it's kind of a communal experience and it changes your rhythm your daily rhythm so many people experienced vivid dreams or really intense dreams um, and I want to, I mean, it, it would be so fun to bring them to life, to really see them. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm currently exploring that as well. So different topics and maybe something will come to life. Maybe not. I don't know yet. Wait, what is this community called? I want to check it out. I have to. I have to check the name, but um, there's, oh, there's there was this website created specifically to explore COVID dreams. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I will send it to you. I, I can't remember the name. But... Oh, did I dream of COVID? I don't know. 
Anyways, I want to check it out. I have some dreams to add on to that. <laughs> yeah, and you can hand in some um, the, your stories as well. So and read them and yeah, that's like a jackpot of ideas. Literally, yeah, yeah. You're like stealing other people's dreams and like <laughs> there, it's there for you. Um, that that would yeah, no. But I think the best stories can be told if you have a connection to them. So. I could only tell my only my my own dreams, you know. Um, but yeah, that is something that my professor I I studied in India for a year, um, which was the most amazing time. And my professor said, "Just remember the best stories. You you find the best stories within yourself." And you can tell the best stories when you have a connection to it, to them. It could be really like a sci-fi movie, but if like any, you know, any genre can be told in a very personal way. So, yeah. That's a beautiful way of putting it. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate hearing about everything that you're up to and we'll definitely be looking out for the football movie or soccer <laughs> but thank you so much we really appreciate it thank you so much thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of two virgins we hope you enjoyed getting to know sylvie weber and check out her work you can find this episode on our website quarantinecontent.com or on our weekly newsletter the Q. see you next week